You are Locked On Clippers Postcast, part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I am here, Pete Fox. Thank you for joining me here on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel, Clippers Postcast, and on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Another dominant win for the Clippers. I don't think any of us thought it would go any other way. No letdown for this team of late, especially against a banged-up Memphis Grizz team. Uh, We'll get into the details here in just a little bit. I have been covering sports in L.A., For quite a long time, since 2007, I worked for ESPN Radio and NBC Sports Radio. So I'm very familiar with uh, the landscape of sports in the Los Angeles area. Uh, I appreciate uh, you guys joining us here on our YouTube channel. It's a a very cool thing that we're doing here, this new part of Locked On Sports, where we're doing postcasts right after the game. We're coming on and discussing the action of the night. So Tonight we'll get into this uh, dominant Clippers win over the Memphis Grizz. 128-119 the final, and it definitely was not that close. They um, pulled the ripcord at about the four-minute mark. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase at Jace, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Well, this Clipper team coming in, obviously riding a good streak all the way back to December 1st. We've been talking about it a lot. Probably the best run in the NBA since December 1st. They are now 16 and three. The starting lineup consistency is a huge part of it. The same five guys out there tonight as have been uh, over this period of time. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Ivica Zubats, James Harden, and Terrence Mann. When you look at the Grizz, you think, mm, wow, tough, tough things going on there in Memphis. Uh, Derek Rose was out. Steven Adams is out. Marcus Smart is out recently with a finger issue. And of course, John Morant is done for the season with a torn labrum. So they are struggling. That being said, uh, they, they, you know, they made it interesting for the first quarter. I, I give some credit to the Memphis Grizz for that, and I give probably a little credit to the Clippers as well because that's, to a certain extent, in my opinion, that's the Clippers' M.O. They don't come out running and gunning. They kind of feel out their opponents. So the first quarters have been very tight, regardless of who they're playing. They haven't been down too dramatically or up too dramatically in a first quarter. It's all been very even. So that was, again, the case tonight. They came out and uh, just kind of, you know, feeling out their opponent and taking it easy, not getting too crazy, kind of just, you know, wading into the shallow end. They um, they have the second best defense in the league, uh, statistically speaking right now. And I'm sure they knew coming into this one, the Memphis Grizz are the worst offensive team in the league. Again, we didn't expect this to be a tight game, but I think Memphis kept it interesting. They did the best they could with the hand they were dealt. Kawhi was a big part of keeping them in it in the first quarter with eight points. He finished tonight with 22. Of course, Paul George had the big night with 37 points. We'll get into the details of his game uh, here in a little bit and in the second segment during our bucket list when we go through the top buckets of the night. But he was 7 of 10 from beyond the arc uh, for 37 points, leading the Clippers as he or Kawhi Leonard has done frequently 
during this run dating back to December 1st. My question as I watched this game was, do Kawhi Leonard and Paul George kind of discuss who's going to be the guy or do they kind of just feel it out as they're going? Hey, you're having a big night. I'm going to feed you whatever. Or, or do they push each other? Of course, I'm assuming it's probably a little of both or all of those things. It's not just one of them. It uh, It's probably a myriad of both. I, I've talked to professional athletes in various sports, and when their teammates are going well, it causes them to also want to keep up, you know, to try to outdo their teammate in a friendly sort of way, not sort of, I don't want to make them look bad, but I, I, you know, I don't want to be the lesser man. So I feel like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are definitely doing that right now. They are pushing each other back and forth. But tonight it was nice. There were quite a few times when Kawhi would hit a three and then next time down the floor, he'd find an open Paul George who would hit a three. And then Paul George would return the favor, pass into Kawhi who would hit a three. I think the common theme there is that when said player was open, they would hit the three. Uh, the Clippers in the second quarter absolutely had it rolling. 16 of 21. At one point, they were 11 for 11. Uh, I believe at that point, they had their shooting percentage up to like 60 plus percent. They finished the night at 55% from the floor, 48, I'm sorry, 49 of 89. And 15 of 31 from beyond the arc for 48%. Those are numbers that you absolutely have to love. Second quarter is when it really started to happen for them. They started to pull away. They started to get a little comfortable. Amir Coffey started to play well. He had a nice night all in all. But he started to make some key buckets off of the bench for them. He played 26 minutes. Perfect. I always love it when a player goes perfect. That has to feel really good when you head back to the locker room when the game is all over and done with it. You didn't miss a shot. It's like a golfer not missing, you know, anything inside of 10 feet. So he was six of six, had one three and 13 points on the night. So he played very well in that second quarter. He's one of these guys that brings the energy the way Russell Westbrook has been doing as well. I don't think it's uh, – he's a player that you can really find too many negative things to comment on. He's always out there hustling and he's not making bad passes or taking foolish shots. He just goes out there and plays a clean game night after night. Uh, James Harden, also a big second quarter for the Clippers when things were really, you know, I don't think we were worried that they were going to lose, but it wasn't, you know, this comfortable cruise that we expected. So those two guys, um, a big part of a 15-3 to run in the second quarter. And the defensive intensity definitely turned up for this Clipper team who is um, – as I mentioned, the number two defense in the league. So as much offense as the Clippers are able to provide, I guess we just have to be really, really confident and feeling good about the fact that they're playing defense as well. And I, I, I don't know if that's credit to guys that are known to play defense like Kawhi Leonard or if it's credit to guys like James Harden who were not necessarily – used to playing defense, now playing defense and buying into this, this team defense mentality, I think it's probably the latter. Guys like James Harden coming out and playing defense are huge for this team. So uh, a big uh, first half, more than anything, a big second quarter where Paul George had four of his seven threes. And uh, we'll talk about the, the let up 
or the lack thereof, because that's kind of the biggest thing when you're playing a team that is inferior to you when you're rolling. Uh, I guess the biggest issue that kind of lingers in the back of your head is let's keep it going. Let's not let up and let this, this team that is banged up beat us. So we'll get into that next along with Bucket List. Thank you for joining us here on the Locked On Clippers postcast on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel and listening on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. All right, let's talk about Jace Medical, sponsor of the show tonight. I know when it comes to sports, we try to escape our normal life with sports and you know the craziness and the realities of real life. But can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, which is which is pretty scary. This is that time of year when uh, people are getting sick. Can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone like your mother or your wife or, or your daughter gets sick while the supply chain issue is happening and you can't get what you need. It keeps you from life-saving medication that is very needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace Pack is five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us, which is very scary. So visit jacemedical.com and compete, I'm sorry, complete your physician encounter will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is right now. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your first order. That's jacemedical.com and the code locked on for 20% off your first order. $20 off, <laughs> which is probably more than 20% off, but uh, nonetheless, a good deal. All right, let's get into our uh, bucket list here where we go- run through the biggest buckets, in my opinion, the most meaningful buckets of the night uh, that kept kept the Clippers close and helped them more than anything pull away. And as I mentioned, in the first quarter, there wasn't a lot to rave about. There wasn't much to feel comfortable about and like boast about. So I don't really have any big buckets. It was a rather lethargic, uh, boring first quarter. And, and I think the Clippers have been doing that a lot regularly. They didn't feel the need to come out running and gunning. They've trying to feel out their opponents to see what the Memphis Grizz were going to offer tonight. And again, Clippers led by as many as 21 in this one. But in the first quarter, uh, it was it was relatively tight. The Grizz were taking care of business, and the Clippers were also, uh, you know, just kind of being a, a tad bit lackadaisical to me. In the end, the Clippers win it only by nine, one twenty-eight, one nineteen, when leading by twenty-one. Uh, that that that's not indicative of the way this game went. But in the second, they started to pull away. As I said, uh, Amir Coffey a big part of that. He had a three at the eleven oh two mark that gave them uh, a one point deficit. Then at the ten thirty mark, another bucket from Amir Coffey to give them the lead. So he was uh, part of the first lead they had of the night. Uh, At the 9.37 mark, James Harden hit a three and the foul. The hoop and the harm gave them a 36-29 lead, part of that 15-3 run. Then at the 8.08 mark, Tice, that's right, Daniel Tice, the big man, 
caught a pass at the top of the key, was wide open. It was one of those, he catches the ball, stands there, looks around, nobody's crashing in, nobody's defending. <laughs> he goes, all right, well, I'm going to shoot then. Uh, Brian Seaman said he can make that, and he did to make it 41-34. Uh, on to the third quarter, James Harden, another three at the 9-10 mark, uh, make it 77-59. Harden would finish tonight with those two threes. Um, Terrence Mann hit a three at the 6-0-8 mark as the Clippers continue to pull away. It was now 82-65. Kawhi Leonard a three at the 4-51 mark to make it 87-66 just before the half where the Clippers would lead uh, 21 points at that point. Uh, I'm sorry, at the end of the third correction, they were up 100 to 79 at that point. At this point, we kind of felt like, well, it's basically over. Uh, let's hope nobody gets hurt. Let's hope we don't uh, take our foot off the gas and we just continue to run through the tape, as they like to say. On to the fourth quarter where uh, Norman Powell, who has been good off the bench, another big night. He had 11, not huge, but five of eight. Uh, missed both of his threes, but he did have a, a nice bucket at the 720 mark, was fouled, went to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play, made the free throw to make it 111-93. Then Paul George, a bucket and the foul at the 650 market mark to make it 114-96. These are exciting buckets when you're front-running, when you're uh, pounding your chest as a Clipper fan. Uh, this is probably the point when many Grizz fans started heading towards the exits because Paul George got rolling. He hit his seventh three of the night in the fourth quarter at the 449 mark to make it 120-102. And this is right around the time Tyron Lou started pulling the starters from the game. And uh, the Grizz, you know, Grizz were hanging in there making threes. But at this point, it was over. And uh, the bench players were in there. And consequently, uh, the Grizz made it a little bit more interesting, but ultimately uh, a, a, an easy win for the Clippers. They are now 25 and 13 and level their record on the road to nine and nine. So a comfortable win. And I think I, I, I look at this game and I go, yeah, this is what we expected. And I feel good about the play because you had one of the three big stars going off for 37, Paul George with three threes, perfect from the line. Two steals, also a couple of steals for Kawhi Leonard. Those are the, the numbers I like to see. Kawhi Leonard with four assists. James Harden, nine assists um, and 11 points. And the reason I bring that up, which we're going to talk about here in our next break, is the, it's not called the parlay, a pick combination that I had working tonight on prize picks, which did not go well for me at all. I got a little cocky after a win last night. I had Terrence Mann to go above eight and a half points. He did not do that. He finished with seven. I had Carl Anthony Towns on the points, rebounds, and assists. And that number was 35 and a half. He finished with a total of 31, I believe. So that was 32. So that was also below. Ivica Zubats, his above number was 23 and a half. He was below with 17, and I had James Harden on the points, rebound, and assists to go above 30.5. He finished at 21. So uh, all in all, I was 0 for 4. That was uh, that was not what you're looking for. Pretty ugly. Let's talk about price picks a little bit more. 
All right, Prize Picks is a fantasy app, which is uh, a lot of fun. I'm uh, I'm I'm hooked to say the least. Uh, it it is an interesting way to make the games a little bit more fun, to have a little bit more action, if you will. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of others, uh, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less, above or below, on two to six players. You do have to have at least two, and their stat projections for the night, and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season now here and rolling along, you can pick combo projections across two sports. I've done that quite frequently, and that's also fun when two things are happening at the same time. Uh, I have a feeling on Sunday when we've got Clippers and T-Wolves, and super wild card weekend. There's going to be a lot of action and a lot of lot of channel flipping. So you can do your own pick combos, uh, projections across two sports, quick deposits and withdrawals, which is a huge thing. Simple, easy gameplay options and an enormous selection of players and stat types. The um, DFS Fantasy Sports app is very easy to use. I have to say making my initial deposit was simple and painless and hassle-free. I also received a 100 percent bonus up to a hundred dollars it's a lot of fun it makes any game more interesting so check them out go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nba and use the code locked on nba for a first deposit again they will match it up to one hundred dollars again that's prizepicks.com slash locked on nba Not a good night for me with the prize picks. But, hey, that's the way it goes. You win some, you lose some. You have to take the uh, the losses, you know, with the wins. You can't win them all. They say when it comes to wagering, if you are successful, like 56% of the time that you are a professional, that you're winning. I find that number to be just crazy and fascinating. <laughs> like, you only got to win a little over 50% of the time. You think, oh, that's easy, right? No, wrong. Uh, that's why it's fun and challenging. You got to do your homework. And uh, one of the other cool things on Prize Picks is that they give you stats. They tell you what this player has done in the five previous games. So that's another cool thing to check out. All right, Clippers win uh, their 25th game of the year. They improved to 16 and three since December 1st, 128, 119, the final. And uh, all in all, I would say, you know, this is the kind of game that you feel good about as a fan, as a player. Tyron Liu didn't seem too upset at any point in time. I've noticed that through seven or eight games since I started doing the Clippers postcast here on Locked On, that I don't mention Tyron Liu's name all that much. And I started thinking, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And I started investigating and digging a little deeper. I, I've never personally covered Tyron Liu as a coach. I've seen him interviewed. I've obviously uh, read his quotes a lot. All in all, it feels like Tyron Lue is one of the more subdued coaches in the league. He gets upset here and there when calls don't go his way. But at the end of the day, I feel like Tyron Lue is the classic definition of a player's coach. He's not getting into anybody. He's not yelling at his players. He, you know, he he's, doesn't get too high or too low. And I think that's a good thing, especially for this veteran-laden Clippers team. Uh, at some point, I'm assuming when things start to get a little bit more tight for the Clippers, that, you know, we'll investigate his, his actions, his moves a little bit more. And we'll comment and we'll say, that was, 
That was the tough one right there. I don't think he made the right call or the right play or the right uh, players change uh, rotation. So uh, right now, though, it's I guess we're it's a good place to be with not a lot of comments about Tyron Lou. He is smart enough to say, "Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it." This team is rolling. Our starting rotation is taking care of business, and one of the best starting five in the league top 10 in minutes together on the floor in the league. And that's that's all you can ask for. He's got a deep bench. Daniel Tice comes in to sub for Evita Zubats, who, by the way, tonight wasn't all that great. I expected another big night out of him, but he did not have it. Although 11 boards, only six points in 22 minutes. Daniel Tice, seven points, including one three in 22 minutes. And Russell Westbrook, another big night. I, uh, to a certain extent, I feel like he heard what I had to say about my criticism. He made the bunnies. He uh, didn't miss a ton of shots tonight, especially up close, although he was just under 50% going 5 of 11. But he had 12 points, including a 3, in 16 minutes. So a, a good night for him bringing the energy. And again, Norman Powell with uh, 11 points in 24 minutes. So all in all, you look at this game and you go, all right, that was that was exactly what we expected, right? It was a comfortable win. They didn't really let up. They played defense, uh, although they didn't need to play much with the um, Grizz being the worst offensive team in the league. Uh, but I, I think, you know, this is the type of game where one guy is going to pull away, and tonight that was Paul George. It's also the type of game where some guys are going to, not necessarily put their foot on the throttle, Levitsa Zubats being one of them. He's been very good of late. Uh, in the pregame, they talked a lot about his development of the left-handed hook shot, which has become very efficient for him, and uh, he's a finisher. I've talked about it a lot lately. This guy, under the basket, gets the ball through the hoop. He makes a very high percentage of shots. Tonight, just two of five. So, you know, it's ex it's expected. It's understandable. He wasn't having a great night. Clippers are rolling. Paul George is rolling. There's no re reason to uh, to stress all that much. Terrence Mann, also a little subpar, three of eight for seven points. And I blame that on myself for putting them both in my pick combinations. <laughs> all right, let's get to uh, superlatives for the night. The first one, obviously, pretty easy. Paul George, the most popular player on the floor, leading all players. 37 points, 12 of 18 in just 35 minutes. Brian Seaman and Fratello, the coach, the, the czar of the illustrator or whatever, telestrator, whatever that is. Uh, I got to remember his name and be able to uh, repeat it accurately. But uh, Brian Seaman and Mike Fratello commented that uh, they really appreciated the fact that the Stars didn't play 40 minutes. Uh, Paul George at 35 and Kawhi Leonard at 29, and those were the highest minutes for the Clippers on the team. Again, Paul George perfect from the free throw line. He had three rebounds, one assist, two steals, and one block. I guess it would only be fair to mention that he had four turnovers, but who cares, right? With 37 points and seven threes, that's okay. We don't have a problem with that. Our most likely to succeed. And by this, I mean, night after night after night, he performs and produces Kawhi Leonard. As I mentioned in the first quarter, when they were kind of counter punching and slow playing it and feeling each other out, 
Kawhi Leonard had eight points and was a big part of keeping them in this game. Now, had they fallen down by seven or eight, I don't know that I'd have been worried. I feel like they still would have come back and won the game. But having a good start, hanging with your opponent is important. And uh, that's what the Clippers have been doing lately. They haven't been pulling away. They haven't been falling behind. The first quarter has been kind of a uh, a slow dance. Let's just kind of get to know each other a little better tonight. And Kawhi Leonard, uh, a big part of the reason that the Clippers hung in there, found their footing. He scored eight points, finishing the night with 22. And finally, just three superlatives tonight. Our most ambitious player was Russell Westbrook. Basically, this is the number I give to the guy who, or the award I give to the guy who puts up the biggest numbers in the least amount of time. Russell Westbrook has been doing that frequently of late. In just 16 minutes, he had one three, part of 12 on the night. He only had two assists and two rebounds and uh, no blocks, no steals, but brought a lot of energy. So very ambitious. It's that That's kind of the thing with Russell Westbrook. You got to dig a little deeper. You got to get below the surface. You have to appreciate what he does away from the ball, uh, bringing energy and firing his teammates up. He usually has more assists, just two tonight. I, I was surprised by that. Um, but all in all, a good performance in 16 minutes with 12 points. So 5 of 11 from the floor, just under 50%. James Harden, a little bit more on the assisting train, the dishing, the the handing out of dimes. 11 points. I'm sorry, 11 uh where did it go? That's 11 rebounds for Zubots. Nine assists, sorry, for James Harden. And he continues to make it look so easy finding guys. It, it's it's not just the fast break dish in the lane. It's the I'm going to dribble to the top of the key and feed somebody under the basket or in the corner. He makes passes that a lot of other people get intercepted or you know knocked out of bounds or something. He makes these difficult passes look so easy. And they're probably coming with more energy and pace than it looks like on television. But he looks like he's just he's just floating them into people, and the the, the defense can't deal with it. I don't know if it's because he's doing it on a uh, in, in a very sly manner, or it's quick, or I don't you know I can't quite figure out how these long cross court passes from James Harden aren't knocked away or intercepted more. He finds his teammates. Uh, time after time, night after night, and it is a big part of the reason this Clipper team has gone on this roll. I mean, James Harden uh, right now for this team, to, to me, up till this point in time, I'm not going to say most valuable. Uh, I can't really call him the sixth man because he's a starter, so I don't know what you would call him. I don't know how you would describe it. He's the almost valuable player. <laughs> you can't give – if you were going to give the MVP to somebody on this team right now, it either have to be Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. It couldn't be James Harden, but he would absolutely deserve honorable mention or something. Uh, he's a huge part of their success right now, and I'm happy to see it. So congratulations to him and this Clipper team who win their 25th game of the year, 128-119 uh, over the Grizz in Memphis. They are off tomorrow. And then a big one on Sunday in Minnesota against the first-place Timberwolves. Make sure you join me after that one is over on the – Locked on Sports LA YouTube channel 
or you can listen on the Locked On Clippers podcast feed. Thank you once again for joining us here on the Locked On Sports YouTube channel on the Locked On Sports Network. Have a good night. We will talk again on Sunday. Once again, Clippers win it 128-119.